Learning to be happy with Da. Hello and welcome back. This episode is on the meditation, the cultivation of positive feelings. In these meditations, we think in such a way to bring about a positive feeling, and we concentrate on that feeling to increase it in intensity and duration. Performing this meditation increases our brain and mind's familiarity with the feeling itself and the thinking that produced it, making it more spontaneous and natural for us to continue thinking and feeling that way in the future. And as I stated in the previous episode, this meditation often starts with our thinking of a word like love or compassion and thinking on that word's meaning We might use a memory or our imagination to draw upon a feeling we've had in the past. We may also use some synonyms in describing to ourselves what this feeling looks like in action. So when we feel this way, how do we behave? What's our tone of voice like? What's our body language like? We're using thoughts and possibly reading or discussing with someone the word, the idea, in such a way as to make it very vivid for us so that we can get a sense of the feeling's nature, the essence of this feeling. One example being the word love. And in a previous episode, I defined love as the happiness I feel at the thought of others' happiness. So when I imagine people smiling or laughing, that warm and happy feeling that I have, is love. This makes it really easy for me to generate this feeling. It simplifies all that love could be into this very simple imagery, into this simple trigger. And that, as you'll see, is a theme in this meditation. That although you're encouraged to use your own memories, your imagination, to generate the feeling, What we want you to do is to concentrate on the feeling itself as experienced within the body, heart, and mind, and to shift your attention away from the stories, the memories, and to the feeling itself. So the practice is always to simplify the object of our meditation and to use as little thinking as necessary. So we begin by thinking lots to generate the feeling. Then we shift our thinking to the body, shift that awareness to the feeling that we're having right here, right now. And we elicit more intensity by interjecting words, our memories here and there, reconnecting with our wish to feel this more deeply, to share it with others, using a variety of mental techniques to ensure the feeling strong and durable. So you may be thinking that this sounds very similar to daydreaming, to just merely remembering or thinking about something that happened that felt good. But there is a difference. The difference being you are consciously, deliberately, thinking of this to elicit a particular feeling you've chosen beforehand. 
And in ordinary day-to-day life, we typically think of our positive feelings as being caused by circumstance. So when we think of something something nice someone said to us, we may perceive them as the source of our pleasant feeling. And as we've discussed many times in other episodes, this is the source of most of our hardship, is this misunderstanding of where our feelings really come from. So when we engage in this practice in meditation, we're remembering that the feeling we're experiencing is a creation of our mind. So let's say we're meditating on gratitude and you're thinking of how grateful you are for your home and your clothes and your friends. It's very tempting to believe that the home itself is giving you that pleasant feeling or that you would not have this pleasant feeling if it weren't for a home, for friends. But the truth is the gratitude is a perspective. It's a feeling you have as a result of the way you are looking at and appreciating something. So if you didn't have friends to be grateful for, you could be grateful for something else, and the feeling would be remarkably similar. In this way, the practice helps us understand that what we really want, which is a feeling, is something that's accessible to us in the here and now, and it reduces our attachment. It reduces the seriousness with which we pursue things in our lives. We feel less serious about whether or not we can find that great relationship or that perfect job or buy the home we wanted because we're fulfilling ourselves in meditation. We're feeling what we wanted to feel through making proper use of our mind. So if we practice improperly and we're merely sitting and daydreaming, it tends to cause more attachment. We tend to go into a space where we feel excited for the future, hoping to feel something later when something happens to us, around us. And so one way to be sure that you're doing this correctly is that you feel fulfilled, that you really feel satisfied as you're doing this practice. Because it's very easy for that sense of longing to come in through the back door. You know, you think of friends, and at first you feel good and happy to imagine them, and then perhaps you think you have, it's been so long since you've seen them, or you remember that one of those friends that you really loved is upset with you and you haven't spoken in a while, and suddenly a negative feeling has come. You feel like, oh, it's been so long since I felt that way, I wish I could feel that way again. Or you start to think of reasons why you cannot feel that way, as I said, because perhaps there were some struggles or disagreements or misunderstandings that led to the dissolution of those relationships. So it's important that you simplify the triggers for these positive feelings, that you know the positive feelings arise from within you. And you'll see for yourself that with practice, in time, you no longer need to use memories or stories to elicit these positive feelings, but a single word the very concept of the feelings will be all you need. And I know this from experience. I'm speaking from for myself that I took a p- list of positive words like courage, confidence, patience, kindness, and I reflected on each of those words. I determined on reflection how quickly those feelings came to me. Some words I could not get a feeling for. 
even after thinking about it for several minutes, I could not get a clear and distinct feeling of the concept of the word. But time proved fruitful, and it does take patience. And there's something to be learned about, uh, sorry, learned from those words which do not seem to elicit positive feelings for you. It's likely that these feelings you're not familiar with, that you haven't experienced a lot of this feeling in your life in the past. And that is why it's hard for you to access it. So when you take a list of positive words to consider meditating on, yes, it's fun to work with those that come easily to you. Perhaps love or joy or things that come quite quickly. And it feels really good. But you also want to take the time to meditate on words more difficult to reach. Feelings which are more elusive for you. It's possible that hurt and negative beliefs or previous experience has blocked you to those feelings in some effort to protect you, as all our negative beliefs are some kind of protective mechanism. So there's a lot more to be learned from this practice than merely taking a time out to feel good. We are cultivating our good qualities. We're becoming kinder, more patient, more loving people, and we're discovering our apparent weaknesses or hurts as well, which we can heal through this practice. So do not underestimate the power of this simple exercise. The meditation that I practice also has two additional steps. So as I said, it begins with thinking on the word, the concept, using memories or imagery and synonyms to cultivate that feeling in yourself. The second step for me is to imagine a world in which everyone shares in that feeling, where everyone feels that way or has that feeling for others. And so with the example of patience, I imagine the feeling of patience, that slow down, relaxed feeling that doesn't take things too seriously, that is attentive and understanding And I imagine a world where everyone has this patience and everyone has people in their lives. Their friends and family have this patience and have been patient with them. And I begin to imagine how a simple thing like patience would transform the world and make it such a better place for all living things. And I'm simultaneously here generating love because I'm wishing good for others and taking joy in the thought of their well-being, focusing still on the patience itself and its power to transform both myself and the world. Again, the same rule applies in this step of the practice, that you don't want to cultivate a longing or a sense of disillusionment, thinking to yourself, yeah, it would be nice if the world was like that, but it isn't. So you want to imagine that it really is that way. So when we meditate on the cultivation of positive feelings, it's always in present tense. It's always as if we're stating a fact. Everyone is patient. Everyone everywhere is patient, feels patient, knows patience. Make it true in your imagination. And this eliminates the sense of longing um, and of any skepticism or nihilism that you may still be feeling. And finally, the meditations have one final step, 
you bring it back down to earth by imagining your day-to-day life and the people you encounter. And you imagine how your embodying this feeling would affect them. So you have attained this wonderful patience or this wonderful love, this wonderful compassion, whatever word that you've been working with. And you imagine that people feel it. The people around you really feel it. They see it in your face, in your body language. They have this intuition that they can trust and open up to you. You imagine friends and family saying, oh, I don't know what it is, but whenever I'm around you, I just feel so safe or so comfortable, so cared for in relation to the words you've been using. And this helps you get in touch with your deepest desires, which is not only to feel good for yourself to be happy and free of suffering, but to make others happy and for them to be happy. And so this adds a lot of power to this meditation when you include other people in the sphere of this positive feeling. Not only that you wish they could feel it, but that you wish to be a part of their feeling it, to help guide them through example or through care, to attain the benefits of that good feeling. It is very, very powerful. And you finish this meditation by imagining people saying to you those things I mentioned earlier, affirming you have attained the perfection of this positive feeling. So the meditation can be done with one step, two steps, or all three steps. It's up to you what you would like to incorporate. It's generally easier the first than the second and the second than the third. But I encourage you to try moving through all the stages. I have created a guided meditation on love, which I believe only goes through the first step and touches a little on the second in that it's on love and you imagine others happy. But I will create more so that you can get a taste of what the three steps look like. And I hope you enjoy that. I hope that becomes a very practical tool for you to use. And don't forget to check out the Learning to Be Happy Facebook group and my website, www.theheartchakra.ca, where you can hire me as a counselor online or in person and ask for my spiritual healing or chakra reading services. And I hope to hear from you. Bye.